Welcome to the second episode of Pistons Presser. I'm your host, James Ryan. This is a podcast that covers everything NBA, but in particular, it focuses on the Detroit Pistons. It is an episode, it is a podcast that is supposed to be more frequent. I unfortunately lost my voice, uh, which is definitely needed for recording podcasts. I definitely lost my voice um, over the last week. I did go to the Pistons home opener. I did watch the last two games. We played the Pacers last night, and we played the Knicks on Friday. I'm going to give my thoughts on the team overall, kind of just break down how those games went, and then get into some NBA news as well. So on the Pistons front, overall, this team is super, super fun. I had a really good time at the home opener. Uh, just the first quarter uh, looked like we were going to get run out of the gym, but the team really came together and started playing well as a unit. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic and Jaden Ivey kind of led the squad. Kate Cunningham had some good moments. Um, and Jalen Duran uh, looks to be pretty legit. I know he is only 18, um, but I'm just excited to see what kind of player he is going to turn into, especially once he uh, works more on the offensive end. That being said, uh, the Pistons have a problem, and that problem is defense. And that was clearly shown on Friday night when they played the New York Knicks. New York Knicks just had a free run to the basket every time. A lot of this is due to having Marvin Bagley out, uh, not starting Duran, and having Isaiah Stewart guard the paint. He just has a difficult time moving his feet. Um, every time I was watching him, even in the Orlando game when I was watching him live, he really has a hard time moving laterally at high speeds. Um, he's just not an elite defender. And so with the starting five we have now, we have a very, very small group um, and a group that's really going to struggle against larger teams. The New York Knicks themselves are not an extremely lengthy team. Um, but they really just handed it to us. They also got hot from three-point land. Jalen Brunson just ran everywhere. Um, but I do have to say I was not expecting us to beat the New York Knicks on Friday, but I was expecting us to beat the Indiana Pacers last night. And the first half looked like things were going well. We had a lead. Um, we were keeping that lead. Indiana was getting a little closer and... We were pulling away from time to time, but they just kept getting closer, getting closer, super close going into halftime. And then Indiana ended up getting their first lead of the season and ended up kind of keeping that lead um, in the third and fourth quarter. And the Pistons were playing the catch-up game, and it just did not uh, work super well. So, yeah, it going, yeah, starting off the season one and two, um, Looking ahead, um, we are going to be playing the Wizards next, I believe, on Tuesday night. Um, so that is a chance for us to get back in the win column. I think, I mean, this group is just so young. Um, so many players um, that are not even 20 yet. Some players that are just a little older than 20. Um, it's it's going to be kind of a growing up year. And hopefully we just remain competitive. Hopefully we, we remain super fun to watch. Um, but I'm kind of just going to break down the roster now and just kind of go and talk about what I'm seeing with each of the players. So this is roster breakdown. Um, and what I'm seeing from Cade, he's looking pretty good um, in terms of decision making. He did. He has had some careless turnovers in each game um, and his shot doesn't seem to be there yet. Um, there are times where he'll hit, he'll hit an open shot. 
Um, but if it's contested in any way, I'm not really seeing um, the ability to hit those yet. Uh, he did have a stretch in last night's game where he was having some good runs to the basket. He was having some quality layups. Um, and he was, but then on the defensive ends, the, the Pacers were just making everything and we couldn't keep up. So even though Cade was playing some great hero ball at the end, um, didn't really matter. But I'm not worried about him at all. Again, it's his second year. He's figuring everything out still. Um, just super excited to have him on the team. And speaking of super excited to have people on teams, I am just so excited to have Jaden Ivey on this team. Um, I just think he is the human highlight reel for the Pistons. Um, he can shoot. He's super, super fast. Um, his ability to make baskets in traffic is pretty incredible, especially this righty scoop he's able to do. Um, and that seems to work um, a majority of the time. He has been getting his shot blocked a lot when going into traffic. He seems to, sometimes he tries to force it a little too much, um, but he has had some really good passing um, as well, especially in the first quarter of games. He's come out and gotten three or four assists, it seems like, each night. Um, just, yeah, excited to have him on the team um, and for not just this year, but the foreseeable future. I think he's kind of him and Cater, just the future of the team and the two most talented players we've had in some time. And speaking of talented, let's get into Bogdanovich. He is straight up killing it. He is just like, a, again, he had, I think, going into yesterday's game, I believe the commentator said that it was his highest uh, average over two games. And just, yeah, the first game he had almost 30 points um, when I saw them, uh, when I saw him play at Little Caesars, he was just making everything. Um, it's nice to have somebody who has the ability to knock down shots. And even yesterday with the Pacers game, he started off a little slow, but then he he ended up making some threes down the stretch. Um, same can be kind of said of Sadiq Bey, except he hasn't been as hot as Bogdanovich, um, but he seemed to be finding his shot a lot. Uh, in the Pacers game, and I'm not worried about him. He was one of the, he had one of the league's best averages from three point land last year, I believe. Um, so yeah, not worried about him at all. Um, and then Beast Stew ended up hitting a super super clutch shot in the opener. Um, and yeah, he he's a good offensive talent, um, and he had some good rebounding over the last couple of games. But I like I mentioned earlier on the podcast, I do worry about his ability to play on the defensive end of the floor, the ability to shuffle his feet, but we'll see. And then just really quickly, I'm just going to go through what I'm seeing from the bench players. And yikes, it is not pretty. Um, Duran is definitely the highlight. When Duran comes into the game, people are excited. His blocking ability, um, just his ability to close out on defenders, all of that, super, super fun. He's had some amazing dunks. He had a fantastic one in the opener. Um, he had a one where he uh, – I forgot who shot the ball last night, but someone shot the ball, um, and it ended up bouncing off the rim, and he jumped from quite a distance away, grabbed it, and stuffed it right back. So – um, Duran is the reason to watch the second unit. Um, but unfortunately, the point guard for the second unit is Killian Hayes, who is a two-note player. He can steal really well. He can play defense and steal, um, and he can pass. But unfortunately, his shooting ability is just not there. Um, so that is really, really 
uh, hard to have a second unit where your point guard can't really shoot. Uh, luckily, Corey Joseph usually comes off the bench as well, and he is a player that has lots of playoff experience. I believe he has a championship with Toronto um, in 2019. So, and Corey Joseph has kind of been anchoring that second unit, kind of relaxing them, and he made a lot of clutch shots in the opener. He hasn't done as much over the last two games, but I'm, I'm glad to have him. Um, just because I think he's a good veteran presence. Um, we tried to play Kevin Knox in the first two games. I don't believe I saw him yesterday, but yeah, he was just, again, he's there for shooting and he wasn't knocking down his shots. So, um, and then the only other player that I had was Diallo. Um, and yeah, he's, he's athletic. He's, he's made some nice plays, but again, he's not going to be a huge different difference maker coming off the bench. Um, I probably missed someone, um, but those were the notes that I had from the first three games. So, yeah, like I said, the Pistons are going to be playing the Wizards on Tuesday. So I hope I'm able to hop on the pod um, and make make a podcast um, after that game. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I still have a voice. Uh, but uh, just really quickly wanted to go uh, talk about what's going on around the league um, before I end today's episode. Uh, the Warriors looking really good. They looked amazing in the opening opener. They were playing the Los Angeles Lakers, who I'll get into in a minute. Um, but they did drop their second game to Denver, um, which was a home game, um, one that they were probably expected to win, especially after the Denver Nuggets dropped their first game, surprisingly. Um, both of these teams are teams that are supposed to be competing for the top spot out West. Um, so, but and the Warriors competed. Like, they they almost caught the Denver Nuggets. Um but it was it was a game that they just didn't pull out at the end. Not worried about them at all. They look just as entertaining as ever. Um, didn't watch too much of the second game where they were, like I said, where they lost to the Nuggets. So I didn't really get a chance to watch Nikola Jokic, um, Michael Porter Jr., and Jamal Murray. Um, but yeah, from what I heard, um, they they were looking really really good on Friday night. Um, they're the basement dwellers um, right now. The LA Lakers and the 76ers are really disappointing their fan bases, in particular the 76ers, because they're expected to compete for the top seeds in the East and they're 0 3. Um, losing last night to the San Antonio Spurs at home. San Antonio is supposed to be the worst team this year. Um, so, man. Um, I know Embiid was getting booed um, in the second game I watched. I know the whole team was getting booed last night. Uh, yeah, it's a rough situation. Um, I think, I don't know, James Harden's ball dominance is really going to get to Embiid and the fact that they're starting off this year so rough. Um, yeah, it does not bode well for uh, 76ers fans, their fan base. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Maxi looks really good. Uh, Tobias has had his little bursts here and there and Joel Embiid just wasn't when I watched the opening game of the 76ers he just wasn't very aggressive looking asking for the ball I believe the yeah, TNT crew I think Shaq was giving him a really hard time about that too he was setting these screens and then kind of just relaxing and waiting for someone else to do something um and so yeah we'll see what goes on with that I mean anywhere where Harden goes there's bound to be Something that comes up, but anyway, anytime there is a bad start in the NBA, that is like a warning sign and something to pay attention to, especially when the team is expected to do something great. I also had Brooklyn on that list. They've started off one and one, but they haven't looked very good. Um, they just don't have a lot of size. 
Um, again, I mean, the Pistons don't have size. The Pistons are, don't have the talent. Brooklyn does. But Brooklyn, yeah, they just don't have um, the size to really compete. They are going to be a great offensive team. They are without Joe Harris and um, Curry right now. But once those two players come back, again, they're going to be an offensive force to reckon with. Um, but Kyrie Irving, the ball kind of stops with him, um, just like James Harden in Philadelphia. And it seems like he's kind of been just doing his one-on-one ball hoggy thing. And that doesn't work in today's league. If the Warriors have shown anything, if the last several um, teams have showed anything, it's that moving the ball works. The only one that I can think of that might be a kind of a outlier on that and they moved the ball extremely well it was the milwaukee bucks that depended so much on Giannis, but i i don't think he was it's not like Giannis is hogging the ball um so that's a little different yeah i just don't think a team where a player is so ball dominant is going to win a championship anymore um i think that time has passed and even like yeah there are so few cases in nba history of that actually um being a thing uh the only other things that I had in my notes um, that I wanted to talk about uh, were Luca and Ja. They went head to head yesterday, and the game was over in the first quarter. Um, it was a back to back for both teams. Uh, Luca dropped over twenty points in the first quarter, and Dallas was up by twenty or thirty points by the end of it. It was ridiculous. He was just making everything, and Ja looked tired. I think Ja ended up with twenty points so but he had the night before just dropped 49 points um so he had the best performance of the first week on the offensive end but luke is just destroying everyone he's just on this whole other level um him and jar very very different players luca is slow methodical reads the defense figures out exactly what to do Ja is just like he just go 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 um and both players are just so much fun to watch i'm so glad to have both of them in the league um definitely two of my favorite league pass teams um just because any given night one of them can be going off um hoping to be able to catch one at least one of those players when they come here to detroit um but they will yeah most likely destroy the pistons but we'll see uh, I just the only other thing I had written was undefeated teams so far. We have the Celtics, the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Bucks are undefeated out east. And then the Jazz Clippers, Trailblazers, good to see Dame Lillard balling again. Um, and the Pelicans are the undefeated teams in the West. The Pelicans are going to be legit. Uh, you have Zion Williamson is back. And it looks like his old monster self. He might have lost a few pounds, but man, he's just destroying, and it's awesome. Um, they are super, super fun to watch. They have CJ McCollum, they have Brandon Ingram. They are going to be a team that is going to compete in the West. I, I definitely see a five, six, seven, eight seed um, in their future if they stay healthy, um, just because the level of talent is is there. Um, and then the team that in my prediction podcast on my first episode, I said the Kings were going to make the playoffs. I'm not backing down on that. We're only two games in, but the Kings have dropped both their first games. Uh, looks like De'Aaron Fox, um, again, was f- f- uh, failing in crunch time, according to the Bill Simmons podcast. But I didn't watch the game, so I don't really have any comments on it. I, they were, I think both games were pretty late. Um, but I do want to check the Kings out at some point just because they look so dominant in the preseason. 
Um, but yeah, they have dropped the first two, so we'll see. Um, but I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Pistons Presser. I will be back on Tuesday giving my thoughts on the Pistons Wizards. Sorry, and I meant to have a few episodes this week, especially after uh, Pistons games. But yeah, my voice just completely lost it. So good to be back. Uh, yeah, expect a new episode this Tuesday. Thank you, everyone.